Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Kill the cards. Oh, what yeah, I remember that one. Tell where you are. I was doing it. Look, you know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> the Kwame Brown of fantasy baseball. I love enough somebody to say that. Wayne Grove Party Con, right? Yeah. You're ready this already. <laughs> Which two men are on? T-M-O, baby. All wood, no cork. Baseball is back, BDL is back, and TMO is back. Johnny Holmes, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. A little tired tonight, but I'm good. How are you? You better get some energy. You have a three-hour show yeah. planned, you know. Work's busy. It's it's finally starting to kind of warm up here, I guess. So <laughs> it better hurry up for Sunday. Oh, wow. You know, we've had, like, I think the mildest winter that I can ever remember uh, here in this part of uh, in this part of Virginia. We've had like no winter. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's been great. So hopefully you'll thaw out uh, before long. Just yeah, like your we, cars. I, <laughs> we we have been pretty lucky winter wise, but um, I just hate being cold. I can't wait. I can't wait for summer. <laughs> well, guys, we're glad to be back. We haven't. Uh, we haven't uh, uh, been on the air here for several months. I don't know, Johnny. We did one or just one or two shows, I guess, last year. So, had a little. Actually, we had uh, another one almost in the can, but we had some technical difficulties and um, sort of uh, a sidetracked that one, I'm afraid. But we'll, we're, we're going to try to uh, set that back up again later. But yeah, we're just going to dive into uh, you know 2017 season here, guys, and take a look at. Uh, you know who 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 are the the risers and the and the uh, ones on the way down and I guess first we ought to give a shout out and welcome to our two new BDL members who will be starting their very first campaigns here in just a few days Keegan of the Wolverines the Grundy Wolverines and Jeremy of the Lawhawks uh, welcome Keegan and Jeremy to the BDL um, hopefully uh, before the season starts or shortly thereafter you'll find your way to this podcast and hear this. Um, wish you guys the best of luck, and we'll, uh, I guess, see what you both are made of. Yeah, welcome, welcome, fellas. <clears throat> Let's. Uh, I'm excited. Let's get started. Always good to have new blood. Shake things up a bit. And Johnny, we have not had a chance to formally congratulate uh, Scott of the Scorpions for bringing home the 2016 BDL trophy. So we'll take time to do that now, Scott. Um, what an amazing playoff run that was. Uh, congratulations, man. I think you are honestly one of the better additions we've had here in the BDL in uh, quite a long time. I think you fit in um, extremely well with, with the group and uh, you know, already showing your stuff. I mean, to be able to uh, to pull that off, especially against the damage. Um, one of the one of the best playoff uh, upsets of all time, Johnny. I think in the BDL. Yeah, I I was very happy <clears throat> to see a, a North member 
bring one home. Uh, I think it was good to It doesn't see. happen that often. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Actually, <laughs> I think it was just the second North champion ever. Brent, of course, think, in 2012. Yeah. Uh, apologize if I'm forgetting one. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. So we're going to we'll get into a little more uh, you know discussion of of the North and the other divisions here later on a little later on in the show as we kind of uh, take a look at the uh, uh, at the d- uh, divisional uh, uh, pre uh, give uh, you know, look at the preseason. Uh, man, we suck. <laughs> no, this is always the best part. So yeah, we'll take a harder look at the Scorpions maybe here in a little while, Johnny, as we uh, kind of dissect uh, each division in, in the B, in the BDL. This year, briefly, uh, maybe take a, a cursory glance there at the at the Vegas odds as well, and see what maybe are the chances of the Scorpions um, making a run at a repeat. Possibly, I I don't know yet. Kind of early to say, but um, yeah, we'll just run through just a few topics here probably before we get into a whole lot. Uh, I thought Johnny the piece that uh, that was posted about the uh, the cars uh, <laughs> on the website. I guess that was yesterday, the day before. It was really interesting. Um, I made a comment in there um, that I had never really considered before, the fact that we have you know, a, a lot of league members now uh, that we have seen s- some degree of turnover in the BDL the last you know, five years um, who really are not that familiar with what the killer car company has meant to the league uh, over the years. You know, you have been going through with your with your club a uh, you know a long rebuild process for not that long I guess what's it been two or three years but um, yeah so what did you think of the piece I thought it was I thought it was interesting um, you know I think it's 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 always good to kind of focus on those legacy teams in the league and kind of take a look at where they are and I think it was a good opportunity to do that here in the preseason this year because you know your club uh, is sort of on the the precipice of um, you know success again. It appears. Well, I, I certainly hope so. Um, but but who who don't the new guys not know? Who who don't they know? We know uh, they don't. We know they know they don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was it was a really funny piece. It had me smiling. Um, I know. Mike's try, probably trying to pull me back into the boards a little um, since it's been a long, long off season, And uh, I am excited for 2017. Um, we'll see if I can get past Scott. And uh, we'll see who else comes out of this, uh, this 2017. Yeah, the North, um, the North's a tough division. It's a tough run. You know, you've got some really quality guys, quality teams. Uh, to contend with there, so you know by by no means, you know Mike made a pretty bold prediction in that thread. I believe that he he stated he he felt that the cars were uh, you know BDLCS bound this year. I, that's you know pretty bold at this point, maybe um, certainly not out of the question. But uh, uh, you know it's, it's it's a long season, and a lot of your guys are improving in a sense. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes, but uh, uh, in, in any case, you know, the North and the East both, I think, are 
probably the cream of the crop in in the BDL. The West is no slouch by any you know stretch. I was that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, if I had to, I, I don't know. Some of the West teams are kind of up and down. You see, the, you know, the cramps are a little bit up and down, or have been the last few years. Um, one of those quasi elite teams that uh, has such a great core, um, but has been a little bit disappointing the last couple seasons. I think, uh, I think Brian would even say that as well. Um, I know John, you know, the Woo, hoping for a uh, a BDLCS return last uh, last postseason that didn't happen, but. Uh, um, Three very strong divisions. I really though, for my money, it always comes be... back to the south. What's that? It always comes back to the south. <laughs> Nothing's coming back to the south right now. <laughs> we are, we have another season of three great divisions. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. No, you guys have titles though. So at least the north did bring one home. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of bounce back teams this year. Amish, I'm looking at the uh, early odds right now, and um, they're not projected very high. But uh, I don't know. I'm believing this year. Hey Johnny, one just kind of switching gears. Uh, you know, one one talking point, uh, one topic that I kind of expected to. Uh, see pop up during our draft in January uh, was whether or not some joker would be willing to take a flyer on Tim Tebow. Uh, we <laughs> didn't see that happen. Uh, do you, as far as a draft snub, you know, uh, among our teams, do you do you think that that was surprising uh, or or not that uh, that we didn't have a team willing to sort of just take a uh, take a flyer with a late pick or something? I kept waiting to see if that. <laughs> If that might happen, if someone would uh, uh, roll the dice there, but it uh, it, it never did uh, come to pass. Not that I not that I blame anyone for that decision. If you if you were asking me if it surprised me uh, in general, uh, I would probably say no. But um, you caveated it with uh, anyone in our league, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am a little surprised. I, th- I thought, quite honestly, I thought you would take uh, a little shot. Yeah, well, most of my picks this year were front-loaded, so. True. Yeah. It's kind of hard to uh, reach deep this year with uh, the way my team is constructed and, you know, invest in the fourth or fifth rounder uh, mm-hmm. to kind of take a flyer uh, maybe next year. What else is on your mind? What else is on my mind? Uh, I got to get back into baseball because uh, it's been a long winter and uh, work has been really busy and um, there's been a lot of comic book movies. Uh, so I thought uh, I had a little game we could play since we didn't prepare uh, for anything like this. Uh, you don't know what I'm looking at. Uh oh. So I'm, I'm going to. Uh, See if you can guess who's projected to finish second in uh, a bunch of different categories. Um, so I'll give you the, the team that CBS is telling us tops in, let's say, home runs right now, right? Uh, which are the damage. Uh, over 400 home runs is what they're projected for. Who 
is second. Who is projected second in home runs? Now we're talking team totals, right? That's right. So I'm selecting a BDL team. Uh, wow. This is maybe a little out of the box. I'm going to guess the Richmond Rebels. Uh, that is incorrect. When, when we air this, you got to get the uh, the buzzer sound. Uh, <laughs> stick, stick that in there. Um, it's the uh, St. Louis Redbirds, ah. three sixty three. And uh, and then was I close? Rockets. Uh, Rebels are middle of the pack. Ah, okay. I thought uh, I thought the Rebels were one of the top home run hitting clubs last season. Actually, I think was, they were. I which was why I, I thought that that might have been a, a trick question, Johnny. <laughs> I don't. I don't joke around when it comes to the rebels. <laughs> they own guns. Many, many guns. Uh, um. <laughs> all right. Projected first this year uh, via CBS uh, is the cars uh, in stolen bases with two twenty three. Who finished? Who, who's projected second? Uh, your tops in stolen bases. Number two in stolen bases. Mm, tough. Um, Scorpions. Oh, number three is the Scorpions. Ah. Uh, it's it's your old buddy, old pal, uh, Grundy Wolverines. I have no friends in this league. <laughs> At uh, 207. Okay, all right. Wolverines, okay. uh, brand new club coming in number two in a stat. Okay, didn't expect that. No, I'm real curious to see if uh, if Turner uh, keeps up his his pace from last year. Uh, yeah, I Turner love him. will mean a Turner will mean a lot to that club if he uh, if he's a real deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump over to the pitching side. I'm gonna go. Let's see. Okay, strikeouts. Rockets are projected first in strikeouts uh, with 2,367 strikeouts. Who, who projected second? Hmm. I'm going to say the elevation. That's a great guess. That's also third. Um, Crap! This should not surprise you. Uh, it's the Scottsdale Scorpions, and I think that's like one of the primary reasons that uh, they ended up winning it last year. Deep, deep pitching and uh, clutch hitting. But uh, when you look back at it, he's he's had uh, a lot of success with uh, a lot of good pitchers. Cool. <laughs> what am I? O for three or O for? F I'm O for three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Let's turn this around. Let's turn this around. What what category do you want? <laughs> I'll let you choose. Crap. Are we going uh, the, the 10 scoring categories? Is that what we're using here? Do whatever you want. I don't have ops up, but... <laughs> uh, uh, okay, we've done home runs, stolen bases, strike. Um, let's try ERA. All right, how about you try, you all right? 
<laughs> no, projected first is uh, are the Crawford Cramps with the 3.28 ERA. Uh, who's projected second? I'm going to say... Want to say the Rockets? There you go. That's your first yes. one. Congratulations. All right, one for four. We're climbing out of the hole. All right. Throw one at me, Johnny. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. There's one. I'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> All right, saves uh, first this year by a wide margin, and he, this was the same way last year. Uh, Boston double downs uh, with 183 saves. Uh, who's projected second? I am going to again say the Rockets. That's incorrect, and this one surprises me a little bit. Um, hmm. I think I forgot that. Is it the know, Generals? No. Darn. <laughs> I, I think I forgot that last year uh, the Elevation had some closers on their team. No way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, My bad, Ord. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they, they're in the top three all, all across the board uh, for pitching the Elevation. They're just all in, always. Cool. Let's go random. Let's let's go. Uh, finished Just projected to OPS. projected to finish first in walks uh, by your batters. Um, walks. Walks uh, are the St. Louis Redbirds. <laughs> Figure out number two. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, walks. This, this is riveting. Walks. Uh, killer cars. Nope. Uh, damage with seven ninety eight. Ah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Number three here is the Crawford Cramps at. 7.96, and I know I feel like they're a little down this year uh, with a lot of young guys. Um, I wouldn't think that, you know, that's usually like a accumulation of uh, walks there, stats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want one, one more, one more, and uh, and then we'll call this segment. Let's see. <laughs> Let's go with uh, quality starts. Rockets, there's, there's your team. Uh, first starts. at 226, who's second? I will say mm, between one of two teams. I want to say... The cramps, but I'm going to say the scorpions. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Scorpions. Right. Yeah. See, that was my little uh, 
uh, let's break out of the frost and, and get ready for baseball fun <laughs> that I had planned. <laughs> what else? What, what else is on your mind? Oh, you know, I'm just I don't know that I have ever looked forward to a to the start of a baseball season any more than I am this spring. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, That's interesting. You know, it, it's you know it's probably a combination a combination of things. I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited to see where my generals are going to go this year. You know, um, I had put into place what I had you know hoped would be a a fairly short turnaround with this with this rebuild project. You know, uh, a couple seasons, maybe three at the most. You know, we're going into season two of the rebuild. Um, you know, I, I do think we're going to improve significantly. Well, you know, relatively speaking, I, we're going to add games in the, to the win column. I feel mm-hmm. uh, uh, several. Um, you know, it, the excitement was tempered a little bit. Uh, you know, when Alex Reyes got hurt, that was oh, it was yeah. a real downer. Um, you know, I, I expected big things from him this year. Of course, at the top of of the Generals' rotation. Um, you know he he'll be back and you know he he's he's going to be a long-term asset for Gotham City but uh you know that's that's sort of you know that that set us back you know certainly uh a small handful of wins this year maybe we're close to um but you know I don't know man you know with the uh coming off the election season in the fall uh and all the Wait ugliness. what happened? <laughs> I'm just I'm so ready to turn the page to something else, just change the narrative uh, to something else, uh, and just just get back to what we do, and you know the reason why uh, the reason why we all connect around here, and that's that's a love of baseball, and um, yeah, I, I'm just really I'm ready at, for it this year. I I feel you. I'm looking at your roster now, and uh, Reyes was your best pitcher, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he, he that's was. gonna do um, it. <laughs> And we've got, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and make this all about the generals, but uh, you know, we uh, we've got some bright spots this year that are that are coming up. Um, Judge was just named a starter for the Yankees. Yes, he uh, was. They're in their outfield, of course. That was good news. Um, a couple of the Reds' young arms uh, were retained uh, on the major league club out of spring. Um, you know, and a few other things, and um, of course, we have a lot of you know young blue chippers still in the minors that uh, have yet to win full-time jobs or even get a uh, an actual taste of the bigs. Uh, not even a cup of coffee yet, but they're very close. Um, so it'll, it'll it'll be a good year for the Gens in terms of really seeing the next generation of this club. Um, sink its claws in, into the team and really um, uh, take shape, uh, help, help the team take shape uh, for what it will hopefully appear to be in the next, you know, f- over the next five, six years or so. So uh, be cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, I, I tried to, did you know I tried to acquire Gary's Chance Sanchez this offseason? <laughs> I seem to recall. <laughs> I'm excited to see what he does this year, and uh, and also a minimum Buxton. of fifty offers over the off season. 
I'm, I'm excited to see what Buxton does as well. Um, it'd be interesting <laughs> if he could like prove to be at least a solid player at first, and then yeah, 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 yeah Gary Sanchez, you know, Sanchez, Sanchez certainly a a big big part uh, of my club's future. Um, you know, uh, my expectations are not. You know, he he's not. <laughs> he had a great obviously last you know quarter of the season or last several weeks of the season last. Last summer, uh, uh, no one should expect him to hit 50 home runs. I mean, the pace that he was on is uh, w- was just ridiculous, and that that's just simply not going to happen. You know, you you, you know the, the expectations have to be re- realistic. Yeah, yeah, you were right. Um, but you know, he he is hopefully going to be a long-term piece for us. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I I hope he uh, I hope he pans out. I think he will. What do you think about, uh, I mean, you're a big Cincinnati Reds fan. I got my boy Billy Hamilton back. Uh, the fact that Mike traded him away. I know he, I, I sent him Marte but and, and Perez, but uh, I don't know. I was a little surprised you let him go. Um, well, you know Mike. Sometimes Mike just gets the itch to make a deal. <laughs> and um, I, I don't say that, of course, to mean that, uh, you know, any deal he, he makes or that particular deal uh, did not make sense for him or, or he didn't feel that it made sense for him. Uh, but sometimes you just want to shuffle some pieces around and, and try something try something new. Uh, I think he was frustrated. <laughs> I know he was frustrated uh, coming out of the playoffs last year when he was That's fair. Um, yeah. defeated in the, in the semis, I guess it was. Um, after, uh, you know, putting one of the best regular season teams on the field uh, last year that the BDL had ever seen. And I have been there twice, and I know how that feels. (laughs) It (laughs) really sucks. Um, I don't know that I would have honestly made any moves, Uh, certainly not any significant moves, had I been Mike, but... um, I, I also know that sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, throw something against the wall. And, and you know, one thing that I learned a very long time ago, and the the new blood in this league would be wise to heed hmm. these words, in a league this competitive, I don't care what your standing is. I don't care how good you were last year. Everyone else around you, if not in your division, um, certainly in your half of, of the league uh, and, and those who are you, you are likely to meet in the playoffs, everyone around you is getting better almost all the time. You, you, cannot, you, cannot stop, you cannot stop running in this league yeah, or at, you will be left behind. At least three of our divisions always get better. <laughs> at least three of our divisions. Um, Mike's also <laughs> sneaky. He's... I know he's got. He's been hiding Malik Smith on his bench for a while now, and uh, yeah, I know he's he's going to use him to uh, supplement the stolen bases. I don't know. I just love my boy. Well, Johnny, speaking of the South, uh, yes. I had an opportunity to uh, to pull aside Mr. Keegan of the Wolverines for a few minutes recently. Uh, just to get a few comments on his introduction into the league and what his hopes are for 
the upcoming year and uh, seasons beyond. So why don't we uh, take a listen to that now? Okay, guys, I'm here with Keegan of the Wolverines, about to kick off his uh, first first uh, or see his first real action in, in the BDL after after joining our ranks last fall. So welcome, Keegan, to the show, and uh, how you feeling, bud? I feel great. I'm glad to be a part of this. Great. Well, first things first. Uh, congratulations on a successful first campaign in the BDBA in the Basketball League. Um, of course, this is a you know baseball-focused show, but uh, 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 the BDBA playoffs were just held. Sort of a good good first little uh, uh, topic here, I think. How was that experience for you? It was your first real uh, opportunity to dive into the league and into the pool of uh, this, this group of guys that we have? And how, how did that go? Well, I thought the BDBA and the BFL were pretty fun. Made the playoffs in both. Uh, <laughs> a lot of camaraderie there. King Joe aggravates me all the time. He pretty good guy. Uh, he aggravates everyone. <laughs> as far as as far as the season, I'm glad he won it. But uh, I really thought that I was going to have a chance to meet him in the playoffs and hopefully shut his mouth because he done a lot of bragging. So I was hoping a little <laughs> friendly rivalry would get going there. But uh, as far as the team, I thought we were good. Already looking forward to next year with hopefully getting the, the first pick and the trade that I, that we done at the de deadline. So, yes. Yeah, speaking of which, you know, unlike the BDL trades in in the uh, BDBA are are very rare. Uh, in fact, the trade that you made this just now concluded season in the basketball league was the only one that was made all season long, uh, just because of the salary you know, in contract structure in the league, it just makes makes trades a rare thing. But I kind of wanted to bring that up and kind of segue that in, into baseball talk. Uh, you, know, you you traded who was the, the first overall pick in the league, Ben Simmons, uh, to the Cobras for uh, basically for DeMarcus Cousins. There were other players involved, but those were the main drivers of, of the deal. Um, you know, Simmons, a, a very cheap, very young asset, um, you know, cousins an expensive asset, but one that uh, you know uh, stood to to really give you a good return in in the short term as you were trying to chase a title there in your first uh, season. Um, it, it, because you were bounced from the playoffs in the first round after making that trade, is that a trade that you now regret, or is it really an indication that you're willing to make those kinds of bold moves, like giving up a Simmons, a future asset? To, for the opportunity to win a title at the highest level. Well, I think you hit both points there because if you look back on it, you swap Cousins and DeAndre Jordan with bad contracts, so you're not keeping either one of those. But Cousins, you know, is a superstar, helps you hopefully get that playoff push. And unfortunately, that didn't work, and it did happen that I had to give up Simmons for that. But you know, looking forward to the future, you get a first round pick in return. So hopefully. You know, I always like, as a manager, I want to build my own team from inside out, you know. So that works the same with basketball and baseball. If you look at baseball, I've loaded up on prospects. And it's the same thing with basketball that hopefully that will be a first pick and we'll take a – I won't say that there's anybody that's going to be as good as Simmons in this draft, but hopefully we'll get a, a future superstar out of that and it will still work out in the long run for me. Cool. Can you watch, what's your first – baseball memory what what planted the seeds that 
fostered a love of the game for you? Well, this is a this is a bit of a sad story and an amazing story too. My grandpa had recently passed away, and this is the first story I can ever remember. Is I was probably three or four years old, and uh, he was telling me he was he was watching a baseball game on TV, and it was the Braves because they were always on TBS at the time, and that was his favorite team. So he told me this story about how he was a truck driver. He went down to Atlanta, was on his way back home, and he decided to stop at the recently built Turner Field. So 1996, 97. Uh, just stopped by, went to the ticket booth, was going to buy a ticket, and they were sold out. I, obviously, it was probably, you know, a big game, but he started to walk away, and a guy walked up to him and said, are you trying to get tickets to the game? And my grandpa said, yes. Uh, this guy said, well, here, I have two tickets. Would you like them? I'll just give them to you. And he said, absolutely, I'll take them. So that guy shook his hand, walked away, and he had three or four guys in suits with him. Well, another man walked up to him and says, sir, do you know who just gave you those tickets? And my grandpa didn't have a clue. And uh, that guy said, that was Ted Turner that you just talked to. Wow. So, been a Braves fan, baseball fan ever since that moment, just because baseball is that sport that's built on tradition. And I, I, it's probably probably up there. Is, uh, you know, it's the great American pastime, so obviously it's America's best sport, in my opinion. That's a cool story. You had tried, you know, weaseling your way into the BDL, but long before last fall, uh, when you were finally accepted, what what sort of sparked your interest in this type of league in the first place? Well, baseball is the only sport when you look at it, they have, as prospects we'll call it, NBA has their day league, NFL doesn't have anything, you got a arena football, but when you look at baseball as a whole, there's there's so much that goes into it. And if you look at uh, somebody that's my age, I'm now 23, college student, big video game player. So if you play games like The Show, MLB The Show, you have to, when you do your franchise mode, you build through prospects. So that instantly sparks any interest you want for a keeper league, a dynasty league, to work with those prospects. So ever since uh, I... I found out about this league probably two or three years ago. It, I made it my goal that I wanted not only to be in a dynasty league, but I wanted to be in this league. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it finally came too. Well, you took you know you took one of the highest upside, but also one of the youngest and most unproven prospects in in the 2017 drafts first round, which was really your first activity. You know, doing something, uh, you know, to build your new franchise in the BDL after after you uh, got into the league there. Did you feel that that Mickey Moniak was the best player on the board at number six at that time, or or was his selection simply an indication of a long term team building strategy by the Wolverines? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, considering he was the first overall pick in the regular MLB draft, he's got some talent now. Like you said, he's just you know young kid, but. He's probably so far well-known for his hitting and his defense, and defense doesn't really equate to fantasy. But with the Lawhawks taking Groom and the Generals taking Senzel, you know, I think those were easily the best two players in this draft. So I do think Moniak was the best available at six. But uh, I'm hoping that that will give me a bona fide outfield with the other prospects I've built with Brinson and a couple others that we can uh, we can compete here and 
hopefully the next year or two before Moniac even gets there. So you're clearly taking a, a build now, win later approach in the BDL. I think that's clear. But the South last year was the worst division in, in the BDL by far. And so far that doesn't look to change this season. What happens if you find yourself, say, only seven games out of first place at the trade deadline? Seven's a great number because being in the South, like you said, I, be, not being in the league last year, wasn't aware of, you know, playoff teams, but from research, the South was was definitely the bottom feeder of the league. Be kind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm appreciative that I'm in that because that, that definitely helps out in the short run. But uh, as far as the South goes, I think it'll be – I think it'll be the top division in the league before too long. So if I'm seven games out, I'm a. That's that's a good question. I'm I'm I can't honestly say if I would jump into the trade deadline or not because I wouldn't want to give up future assets that that will greatly help me probably in twenty you know seven twenty eighteen twenty nineteen twenty twenty just a a chance. In 2017. Well, I have to ask, just uh, follow up on something you said there. What what makes you believe that um, that the South will be one of the leagues, if if not the league's top division here, very shortly? Pretty bold claim, I think, in in light of how things look right now. Though I'm not necessarily, you know, the South is my home, so I'm not necessarily disag disagreeing with you, of course. But just just curious where your where your perspective is on that well with what we're doing with the wolverines and we're trying to build for the future and uh if you look at the generals they are also you know they're much improving with their farm system so uh, a team automatically has to get in so i think when you look at the rebels and even the wallabies with the rebels getting in last year i think when you throw either one of those two in even both of them, and then you eventually put the generals and the wolverines in that conversation in the future. I, I think it's going to be a, the toughest division. Well, looking over your current roster, there's certainly some young elite talent that's already present. Many, I'm sure, that you hope to lean on as, as team cornerstones going forward. Do you consider anyone untouchable in trade talks? I won't consider anyone untouchable. But I will say that Trey Turner, who I think is going to be a top 10 fantasy player for years to come, in my opinion, because I think he's just got all five tools for fantasy. Uh, I won't say he's untouchable, but he's definitely the highest asking price. Well, speaking of Trey Turner, he and Dansby, uh, Dansby Swanson went back-to-back -back near the top of the, of the uh, 2017 micro-draft, featuring your club, the Wolverines, and of course the uh, the Lawhawks. With the first pick, you know, you had an opportunity to draft your choice of those players, although you went a different direction. In hindsight, did you make the right call uh, in, in taking Turner where you did, as opposed to investing in someone like Swanson uh, with the first pick? Also, talk a little bit about what Turner means to the future of your budding team as well. I think me and uh, Jeremy, who's, you know, as you know, the Lawhawks manager, we will be compared for years to come because we came in together. Our teams will always be compared. And being a Braves fan, I absolutely love Swanson. But as far as a fantasy standpoint, 
That also means I hate the Nationals, so anybody on the Nationals, which includes Trey Turner. But from a fantasy standpoint, I think Trey has a lot more pop than Swanson, which will help home runs, RBI categories, especially with Swanson probably hitting two in the lineup. So from a fantasy standpoint, I do think Swanson is the better of the two players. Uh, since defense, like I said, don't matter. So Turner is essentially the piece that I want to build the team around. So that he's he's going to give me – hopefully with him being young, he's going to be on this team for 15 years. And we'll just build around him. Looking that far ahead, what what is your timeline for winning a championship in the BDL? Or do you have one at this point? I won't say I have a timeline to win a championship because I know how hard it is to win a championship. But I'm hoping that the Wolverines will – at least be in playoff contention and playoff talks hopefully in the near future i won't say this year probably gonna in all honesty we're i'm hoping we'll compete but i don't i don't see a, a playoff talk so i'm giving it at least 20 2019 2020 before we're in playoff contention and we'll take it from there for the the title talks all right so you're looking at about a three-year project to be in the postseason you think yes sir as of, roughly as of right now and we 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 are taking a, a Braves, Atlanta Braves approach. You know, we don't want to give up. Hopefully, what our future superstars just to try to help us make the playoffs, but it'll hurt us in the long run. You've been in the league several months now, anyway. You know, mingling, you know, with the group, talking trades and such. Long enough, certainly, to get a sense of the personalities that populate the BDL. What are your first impressions of of the group? A lot of different personalities, a lot of big, uh, a lot of big egos. We were talking about Joe. <laughs> uh, I already feel like I've known Joe for a long time. We share a love not only for baseball but for MLB the show. Uh, I've known obviously you for a long time. So I've uh, I've had talks with defending champion Scott in trades, uh, Chris, Bill, uh, Johnny, Brian. So. I've got a sense of uh, pretty much everybody that uh, everybody's just trying to win, and competition's fierce around here. Absolutely, and uh, they're definitely trying to. At the beginning, got tested a couple of times, <laughs> trying to pick on the new kid. But uh, I really, I think that uh, there'll be uh, lifetime friendships, hopefully, from from this league. This league has that effect. Uh, you know, there 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 are many lifetime friendships i think that have been born from the bdl who have you had the easiest time negotiating with so far uh considering i've only done one bdl trade i would assume bill would be the easiest just because uh you know we were the, obviously the only ones that got something worked out that's definitely i, I, would, I would consider that an out-of-the-box opinion it, <laughs> i won't i won't argue that but Seeing is that me and him are following, but well, me and Scott traded picks, so that was that was pretty simple. But as far as a, a player swap, Bill Bill definitely helped out along the way. He uh, first offer, he told me what he was willing, what he had available, and I felt that very helpful considering I had never made a trade, didn't know what was it, what it was like. So, uh, Bill, I'm giving you a shout out, and hopefully this will this will change. No offense to him, as the <laughs> as the year goes on, and we find somebody else that uh, we can work with and 
hopefully we can do a trade rape of our own here in Grundy. <laughs> who, who have you had the hardest time negotiating with? Well, you're probably not going to like this, but definitely you here at the Generals. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> you know, with us being in the same situation of trying to rebuild our teams and me being over the roster right now with all the prospects I've accumulated and major leaguers that I'm that I'm going to have to cut, my plan was to build that up and hopefully trade a couple maybe two or three decent prospects for one superstar and uh, you're you just you're not budging on it so no no we're not we're not i don't think you know at where our respective clubs are uh probably just not a good fit at the moment i understand uh, more, more or less trying to do the same thing right now i think but uh, keegan we'll finish up here with just a, a couple of obligatory questions who do you see taking the south division this year uh well like I said, I think uh, the Wolverines and the Generals are probably a couple years away, so it's uh, it's definitely coming down to the the Rebels and Wallabies. And considering the Rebels won it last year, I would probably, I guess I'll have to go with them again, just because, you know, like like we've talked about, the competition right now in the South is not not what it's going to be here in a couple of years. Okay, branching out away from from the South, who is your pick for BDL champion in 2017? Well, looking over the roster, I think uh, I think the Rockets and manager Mike easily have the best team. And I was talking earlier, and it was a complete shock from what I understand that he didn't win it last year. <laughs> I don't think he's over it yet. <laughs> I can imagine not. So when I was researching his team, he's got a superstar, it looks like, at every position from hitters and pitchers. So I would be surprised if he doesn't win it this year too. No love for the defending champion Scorpions, huh? Uh, no, it's not to say the Scorpions won't repeat, but I just think that, that Mike's got a, a great team on his hands. Okay, again, I appreciate you joining us today, and uh, best of luck, uh, though not too much since we are division <laughs> rivals uh, this season, and we'll see you on the field. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Keegan. Glad you could come on the show. Uh, Johnny, before we get into sort of a, uh, a brief uh, divisional uh, uh, look here, anything else you want to hit on before we move on and make fun of uh, Mike's Vegas odds for the year or anything of that nature? Um, maybe make fun of Mike. <laughs> but <laughs> we I'm, should make that a segment every show. Yeah. Uh, here's your uh, black diamond tip of the week, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Um, might as well get down to it. So, I guess let's just start, well, let's not say at the top, <laughs> but we're going to start with the South. Why not? <laughs> My division, uh, where Mr., of course, Keegan, we just heard from, uh, where he resides as well. Uh, three former champions in this division, the Wallabies, the Rebels, the Generals, um, of course, along with the Wolverines. I'm sure a consensus for the worst division in the league yet again this year, and the Vegas odds, I'm just eyeballing them right now, they more or less agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, looks like uh, It looks like the odds give the Generals 
as the worst team in the BDL again. Hmm. I believe the capital uh, the capital says that, <laughs> that the odds are never in your favor. <laughs> well, they were not last year. Um, I got to say, the Rebels uh, did prove me uh, wrong. They were better than I thought they would be. Um, well, I just I did a little bit of a quick little research before we uh, we hit the record button tonight, Johnny. And I I do have to give a shout out to Mr. Joe Weech, who came on to our season preview show last I guess March, and as we were discussing each division, he predicted right then and there that the Rebels would win the South in 2016. So uh, good job, Joe. You called that one. That's that's one. <laughs> I think you just get his team right. Yeah, no worries. I'm still working on it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the over unders that uh, Vegas has set, and uh, the South teams comprise four of the five bottom uh, values, I guess you'll say, in the Atlantic. So. You've got that. They do four of the five in the Atlantic. Um, I think league wide, it's actually I think the South has improved at least according to the Vegas odds somewhat. You do have um, a North team, the Amish, uh, being pegged for the second worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, also the 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 Lawhawks from the East Division. Uh, looks like the just above the Amish Brotherhood. Um, the beers have a pretty bad over/under, um, and the woo are not given very much love either. How about that? No, I'm uh, like, Wallabies come. I'm interested yeah. to see what uh, what the woo do this year. Um, I think they're going to be uh, uh, better than. Maybe their team looks on paper. Obviously, he and I had a little trade this off season, and uh, it took us a long time to get through. But he got his Chicago guy, and I got my Philly. Um, so well, kind of watching, watching Russell. I, I, we're, we're jumping around a little bit, I guess. But while, while we're on the woo, I, I think it's a bit of a do or die year for for John there with Wrigleyville. Um, you know, making the finals appearance now two seasons ago, um, you know, didn't didn't quite get back to that point last year, but um, uh, I, I think you're, I think it's time to see some urgency there, and I think that's what we're going to see from that club this year, or from John. Um, we'll see that um, the 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 over under there for the woo. I think it is. I think it's. I think it's low. Just under ninety, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. That looks like a good bet opportunity uh, to me, but. Uh, yeah, I got to get my bets in. I haven't, I haven't done this yet. I don't know. And I did not bet on the woo. Oh well. Do, do I go over the one hundred seven on the cars? That's a little high to me. I, that seems a little high, but I'm. I think excited. it's way high. Yeah. So, but, but back to the South. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, the, final, the, final, the final standings that we saw last season uh, had the Rebels on top, followed by the Wallabies, 
five and a half games back, and then it just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the squad that, um, or the spot that the Wolverines will take, uh, of course, it's a totally reformed team now. You can't really look at this the same way, but uh, that club came in at 31 games behind the Rebels, and then the Generals were 48 games behind first place Rebels. So, Johnny, how do you see that top four shaking out this year? Do you see much of a change? Um, there's a fairly fairly pronounced split there between the top two teams and the bottom two teams, at mm-hmm. least by projection. Uh, you know, you're looking at sort of uh, probably a two-team race for the South and the Rebels and the Wallabies, followed by, uh, you know, the uh, the Wolverines and the Generals, Kind of fighting things, fighting it out to to stay out of the basement. Uh, what? How do you see that playing out? Well, um, having uh, not yet heard uh, Keegan's interview, um, I don't know what to make of him just yet. Uh, I'm excited to hear it when this goes live. But um, I think he'll be a nice little wild card because I like what he did in the draft, um, and you know. I would have thought it'd be a two-team race up top of, of the South, but um, they say Vegas knows what they're doing, right? I mean, the Wallabies are, if I'm looking at this right, 16 games uh, ahead of the Rebels in, in projected wins. So it may not be that close. Well, just looking at that a little bit, last year the Rebels tallied 91 wins. 98 losses. They did win the division while while posting a sub 500 record. Um, Vegas has Richmond losing what about eight games or so from last year's total, and the Wallabies gaining um, what about 16 ish. So, and those are fairly large swings for teams swing. that. For for two teams, especially for two teams, Johnny, that uh, really made no si- significant off-season changes. Yeah, I don't I don't remember a single one. So that that'll be interesting to watch and to see really if last year's Rebel squad, if that that outcome was was more of an outlier uh, or or more of a trend. If we're seeing uh, sort of a resurgence of of the Rebels Club here, or or uh, you know the Wallabies uh, reascending, um, reascending to to their place at near near at or near the top of the division, mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of putting a lock on on that for this year. It, it's a tough call, um, just based on last year's uh, results and the fact that I believe the Rebels should have a couple of up-and-coming pieces that will make uh, somewhat of an impact this year. Maybe a Josh Bell. Um, I would have to revisit that roster just to uh, be sure. Uh, I think they have some reinforcements coming in. Of course, some trades that were criticized a little bit uh, in the offseason, but the Rebels also did pick up some saves um, this offseason. So, Wallabies really were... 
they were they were quiet this offseason. Uh, I, I really think I would have to lean with going with Richmond to take this division, Johnny. Yeah, it's tough. I, yeah, I mean, they're both so quiet. Um, but the Rebels did did make the move for the the saves, as you said. I um I look at the Rebels, and I know you say they've got some young uh, upcoming talent. They are typically one of the older teams uh, in the league, so you know that that's bound to factor in at some point. So, what's your prediction? Oh, my prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go Wallabies. I'll, I'll go with chalk. Cool. All right. Uh, staying in the Atlantic. Take a look at the East Division. Uh, what many would say is the most competitive, toughest division in the BDL. Others would uh, say that's crazy, hmm. Johnny. But uh, I think what we see here, of course, uh, I'm not going to say a two-team race in this division because you really have three teams that are capable not only of making the playoffs, but of making serious noise in the playoffs, in the Rockets, the damage, and the double downs. All three proven teams, proven GMs. We know what they can do. We know that they're uh, uh, quality quality owners, quality GMs. Um, I don't see a whole lot of change here, however. Um, the Rockets, you know, as we have discussed, really didn't make significant changes uh, over the offseason. Uh, of course, they, they not that they should have done so, um, had a, an outstanding uh, you know, regular season with 140 wins, 723 win percentage last year. Just an incredible season. Uh, fell short in, in the postseason. Um, I haven't seen enough improvements this offseason from the damage to really make me think that that gap is going to close a whole lot. I think the Vegas odds reflect that it probably will close some. There's about, what, five games between the two um, in the Vegas odds. you got 117.5 for the Rockets, 112.5 for the damage, and then another 10 games behind are the double downs there in the Vegas odds. Um, I see this division playing out exactly as it did. Uh, last year, uh, number one Rockets followed by the damage, the double downs, and you know the Lawhawks. We just don't know anything about uh, at this point. Uh, don't know anything about the tendencies of of Jeremy, uh, the way he likes to run a team. Um, you know the way that club was established there in the micro draft uh, uh, between the Lawhawks and the Wolverines. Uh, you know assets were split. Um, they're not going to be, I don't feel, in a, in a position to to compete with uh, the double downs for that you know midsection of of the division at this point. What do you think, Johnny? I think I would agree with that. It's hard not to go with um, the way they're shaping up, the way they kind of finished last year. Uh, I think these top three teams could could flip flop a spot or two, like. I'd probably pick Mike to to win the division, but I could see him finishing first or second. I could see Damage finishing first, second, or third, and I could see the double downs getting up to to second, maybe more. Um, but you know, with with just how I don't know, the damages are always solid, but uh, I think Mike's team's pretty stacked. And uh, yeah, and, and Johnny, I, honestly. 
I feel like the real race in that division uh, is between the damage and the double downs. I think those are the two teams that are most equally matched, not only in the East Division, but probably the Atlantic Coast League. And uh, I, you know, I really think that that it, that that those two matchups in that division, that's what's going to come down to seeding for, you know, in, in the playoffs. I think one team will again come out of the South and then your remaining three teams uh, in the ACL bracket in the playoffs will again come out of the East. And, um, and I think that's the race that we're going to see, you know, between the double downs and the damage for, uh, for that playoff seeding. That's very fair. And I'm just looking over the, um, the Lawhawks roster now. Uh, I like a lot of the guys they have. Um, I'm not sure if they're deep enough just yet, and I'm not sure. Um, surprisingly, they have a lot more pitching than I thought they did. I uh, I forgot how many uh, quality starters they got. Um, but it's still, it's really, you know, seven deep at this point. I don't I don't think enough. Um, I'm sure we'll. Uh, I, I'm sure Bill will exceed my expectations again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting three-team and two-team uh, race. I agree. Now let's shift over to the Pacific Coast League. We'll start in the West Division. Um, last year's standings saw the elevation. Claimed the division crown with 124 wins, followed by the Wu uh, at 112, the Redbirds at 102, and then the Cramps um, there in the cellar with 81 uh, wins. Um, as far as Vegas is concerned, the elevation are pegged as the top team in the Pacific, tied, I should say, uh, for the top team in the Pacific at 107 0.5 wins. That is um, a significant drop, actually, you know, from their win total last year. So I, I'm not entirely sure what uh, Vegas is accounting for in that in that change, but we'll see how that plays out. The Wu, um, another significant drop from 112 uh, again last year to what is projected at a 89 and a half. The Redbirds, also a drop, 102 wins they posted last season. Um, Vegas has them at 99 and a half. The only team that improved on last year's standings, uh, according to Vegas, Crawford. Of course, again, posted 81 wins last year. They are given 95 and a half for the upcoming season. That, that, so, uh, that kind of makes sense to me, though. I mean, um, I think they had somewhat of uh, poor luck last year. Um, and I think over the offseason, they, they've tried to correct that scant middle infield, uh, all outfield um, kind of run they were uh, given. Um and I do think the Wu took a slight step backwards. Not maybe not as many wins as you just stated there. Um, 
uh, I think the the top two teams are going to be the the elevation the score, um, Redbirds though, and uh, this I know Orts uh, pro- projected a lot higher than the Redbirds, but I uh, I, I could see them uh, taking it in their second year. It's tough for me to know what to make of this division this year. To be to be quite honest, you know, I, I want to give I want to give the Wu. Um, I guess a little more of a benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, you know, the elevation has proven to be uh, a consistently good quality uh, team here the last, you know, at least a couple seasons, three seasons, um, capable of standing toe-to-toe with just about anybody on a given week. Um, But the Redbirds, I I do think the Redbirds are an up-and-coming team, uh, in, in terms of their ability to compete for a division crown. I don't think that's going to happen this year, uh, but I, I think the West really resembles the East in a lot of ways in that uh, you know, the, the real battle here is going to be in the middle of the division. Uh, I'm just not sure who that's going to be between. Um, I'm kind of like you. I think the Cramps are... I think they did underperform somewhat last year but um you know they they have a lot of firepower you know at the top of their uh you know talent chart mm-hmm. um not a great deal of depth i don't think but um you know the 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 core their core ought to be able to overcome a lot of those shortcomings um to to pull out of the cellar i would think but uh, uh maybe not according to uh, to to last year's results. Very true. Um, gosh, I I really don't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the elevation will take this division again this year simply because I've been so impressed by again by the consistency the last few years. I don't see a reason to to knock them down off of that perch this year. I don't see a reason why um, that that would be projected at this time. Um, when you get below the elevation, I think it's just a total coin flip. Um, the Redbirds probably showed a bit more upward trajectory toward the end of the last season than the Woo, if my memory serves. Uh, I don't know. I th- the Redbirds are my are my sleeper team this year. Yeah, I I think that's true. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to the Redbirds at number two, although I'm not all that comfortable with it. You know, I do think that they're a team on the rise. I just don't want to discount the woo at this at this point. Um, I think all all John has to do uh, to get back um, right there with the Redbirds or or past them even uh, is to add add some pitching, and he can do that during the season. Uh, it's the best time to do it anyway. Yeah, I think that's. I think you sort of hit on the key there, Johnny. I think this division is going to be shaped in season. I don't think this division was shaped over the off season or toward the end of last season. I think I think that the West will be won, not necessarily won, but will be fought um, based on changes that are made between now and and the trade deadline. I think that's the best way to to look at it. Uh, going into to this year and 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 how how you approach looking at the West. Yeah, if uh, if Ford's the hardest working man in season, um, I would say the 
Kramps uh, worked pretty hard in the offseason, put it out there that he was trying to make trades. He wanted to, you know, get something done. I think, I think I'm going to go with the elevation here. He proved, I think it proved to me last year that he's got another level. Because ever since he joined yep. the league, he, um, he's always pushed for, for the playoffs. Uh, but making the finals last year, uh, no. did he make the finals last year? I think it was last year. And uh, No, last year was the damage and the Scorpions hit. He did make the finals the year before. It was one of them. Before... He made the finals recently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we haven't done this in a while. But uh, his team last year was, was really good. I, yep. I have no problems with them being the highest projected team in the Pacific. Well, sticking with the Pacific, shifting over to the north, uh, of course, Johnny, your division. Um, it is my division, isn't it? It is your division. According to Vegas, you are you are the cars are the top team in the north. 107.5 wins projected this year, uh, followed by the Scorpions very closely, 104.5. If that occurs, that would just be a flip flop of the top two teams in the, in the division from last year. The Scorpions posted 97 wins while the killer cars posted 89 so both of those teams getting some getting some love in vegas uh, seeing some seeing some improvement on that uh, win-loss record so i think that uh, you know the the uh, trajectory of your club johnny as well as the accomplishments of the scorpions uh, in the postseason last year are definitely being recognized uh, uh, here here in vegas yeah, everyone knows I wasn't afraid to call it my division for seven of the ten years. <laughs> I was I was all in, um, but I think I'm gonna have to earn it this year, and uh, uh, I'm hopeful I can ever take the Scorpions. Uh, if the beers or Amish can't, I will give it a go. Well, and looking beyond the top two projected teams in the north i think you have two puzzles here um the amish posted 89 wins last year um they're projected at 78 and a half that is second worst in the bdl projected and the beers posted 83 wins a winning percentage of 458 last year they actually see an uptick in uh, the Vegas odds at 90.5 wins, although I think, really w w without stating it, Chris is quasi on record as as uh, sort of taking a two steps back approach at the moment to try to take a few steps forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, at least that's how I've interpreted some of that club's moves, you know, the last few months. No, yeah, um, he's definitely uh, working to figure out his team. Uh, it It's hard to uh, – I think he had a lot of success early on uh, making trades and, and being able to maneuver. And, and uh, I always said, you know, once you get to be a good team, it's, uh, it's harder to make moves. It's harder. People, you know, look at you different and they expect different and um, – I think both of those teams, the Beers and the Brotherhood, are um, 
way capable of outperforming these numbers. Um, I, I think especially uh, the Amish Brotherhood are, are very capable of outperforming uh, it's certainly the the Vegas projection of seventy eight point five. I don't I don't think that the Amish will be the second worst team in the BDL. I just I don't think that that's true. I agree. Um, I have to think it's going to be two South teams. <laughs> thanks, John. I got to keep going to that well. It's always going to be there. Um, I, you know, I think really the Brotherhood and the Beers will end up being more or less a coin flip. Um, I see where Vegas was going, crowning uh, the Killer Cars as the top team uh, there in the in the North. Although I'm not prepared to go that far, uh, I think you know based on what the Scorpions did in the postseason, you have to give the nod uh, there in the projections mm-hmm. uh, to to Scott and, and and the Scottsdale Scorpions. I think they have earned that spot. Uh, you know, atop the North, uh, being the favorite going into 2017, as they attempt to to repeat not only their division title but the the BDL championship. Um, so that that's my quick glance at at that division. Yeah, it's I think it's no coincidence that uh, when we were playing that game, uh, who's projected second, that the Scorpions are up there uh, in a lot of categories. So uh, they're they're either going to win the division or Maybe they'll finish second. <laughs> well, Johnny, Bud, you got anything else before we sign off? Uh, I think it's getting late. Uh, it was nice, uh, nice to get back on the air. Get back. Uh, we got to get into the swing a little more, but uh, we'll get there. Absolutely, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, uh, good luck to to almost everyone as we uh, head into the 2017 BDL season here in just a few days. Probably by the time this is posted and by the time you're hearing this, it may already be underway. So we will see you guys on the field. You have been listening to Two Men On. And we're out. Hey.